Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and once again, welcome back to Flea Flicker. I am your host, John Murray, and um, again, it's been a, it's been a couple days. It has been as big as a stretch it has been in this past, as it has been the past, let's say, a few weeks or so. Uh, we're here, which we're back. Um, actually, today is my first day on vacation, and it's probably long overdue. Um, you know, you know, any, you know anybody who does a regular nine to five job out there that listens to me, um, listens to this. Uh, the show, uh, you all know that um, certainly it's great to get a vacation. I mean, I waited probably seven months into this year to do one, but it is certainly well worth it. Um, the body, the body is kind of worn down a little bit. The uh, my left elbow has been kind of aching for about a month or so, and it's probably something I need to look at. But I don't think there's any like structural damage. I think it's just a bone bruise, or maybe I finally, maybe I finally come to the realization that I'm getting old, and maybe it's just tendonitis in the elbow, which tendonitis, I guess, is like what a form of arthritis or something like that, so maybe I'll finally find the body's telling me, that, hey, you're old, but, you know, it is, it is what it is, we all get old, we all get old, you know, and, but again, I have been, fort been fortunate not have any, let's say, broken bones in my lifetime or anything, you know, I mean, sure, sprained some ankles, and I've had, I've had stitches put in my right shoulder, but other than that, I mean, the body is taking its beatings, certainly, but it hasn't taken that many beatings to the point where it's yeah, it's that bad off. But I mean, it's it's holding up, it's holding up as well as well as as well as it can. But it's great to be on vacation this week. Uh, hopefully, should this week, I should get a lot more time to do you know a lot more episodes. Uh, at some point this week, and starting next week, you will have camps will start to open up. I know the rookies, the rookies will be there, I think, with maybe in a couple of days. And the veterans come in probably probably starting up next week, I, I, I think, or maybe later on this week, but more likely the shit come in next week. So football season is, get, is getting revved up and it's, it's, ready, it's ready to roll. So um, certainly uh, I'm geared up. I'm looking, forward, I'm looking forward to listening to a lot more football that will come out, a lot more information will come out, and maybe some signings will come in. Um, there was a signing that was – Put out there, put out there today that will take place in a few days. Nothing has been etched in stone yet, but it looks like there's a good possibility of a big signing from one team. We want to talk about that person this episode. We'll talk about that more likely in the next episode. We'll talk about um, in this episode. Uh, we'll talk about maybe the New York Giants might be in trouble, and, we'll, and I'll explain why they could be in trouble, and uh, and it might not be a good sign for the New York Giants this year if. If this this does come to come to pass, the next one a uh, a, a a tight end on the NFC the defending NFC champion has said that his quarterback should be considered as top five in his league. We'll discuss we'll we'll discuss that if he if he has a point or he doesn't have a point, but we will certainly dis discuss discuss that. Um, the ongoing Chiefs and I guess Chiefs and Bengals Bengals. Uh, Ongoing a feud, if you want to call it, call it that. Here on on the way to words, uh, Joe Burrow was asked a question about the, about this, and Joe gave a a legitimate answer that we'll talk about. And I do like the answer that he did give, and we'll discuss. I will discuss that, and I'll go more into what what I like what he said. And we always give offensive 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 players, whether it's a quarterback, running back, receiver, we always give them love. But for the very final segment. We will give a defensive player some some love, and a New Yorker at that. And we'll talk about 
while we give him some love and give him some respect, it's one of my very fan. It's one of the very last uh, segments we talked about in this episode. Um, right away, for those who join me for the very first time, I want to say thank you for doing so. And please, as I've always stated, invite your family, your friends, your loved ones, your neighbors, your fellow coworkers, whomever you need to invite. Please invite them on in. I continue to state we're family and friends here. We discuss nothing but football. We're not a religious show. This is not a political political show. Because trust me, I'm, I, don't, I don't deal with politics. I, I could care less about politics, to, to be bluntly honest with you. Um, I have a lot of respect for anybody's religion, but I need the politics. It's not my, not my thing. Um, for those of you from day one, I want to say thank you for doing so. And again, invite your family, your friends, your loved ones, your neighbors, your fellow coworkers, whoever you need to invite, please invite them, invite them on in. Um, again, if you do not, if you do not listen to me here, on Anchor, or on Spotify, R Radio, Stitcher, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, just a few platforms added on. I'm on if you, um, yeah, whatever platform you want to listen to, please by all means do, do listen, do listen to the show. Um, whether you got a day off, or maybe you're on vacation this week, um, or if you're driving into work, or driving home from work, wherever the case might be, please get a chance tune in. Uh, again, I've always stated, if you, want, if you want to ask me any question whatsoever, reach me on Facebook, reach me on Spotify. The two places you can reach me, reach me on, and I'll answer any question for you, any football-related questions you want me to answer for you. If you I mean, I'll answer it. Um, I want to hear what you say. I mean, like I said before, I mean, how do you think football in 2023 is going to be this year? Who thinks going to the Super Bowl or, you know, whatever, whatever what team you think is going to is going to get back into the playoffs after sucking last year. Maybe they'll get back into the playoffs this year. I want to hear. I want to hear your opinion and what you think. Um, again, Facebook and Spotify. Reach me there. I'll answer any question for you whatsoever. Uh, before we go any further, I want you to continue to thank people that continue to follow me. Small businesses, um, you know, musicians, bands. Yeah, I want to. I want to. I want to reach out and say. Thank you for doing so, for following me. I followed you back. I greatly, I greatly appreciate it. Um, again, I've always stated, you tell your customers, your bandmates, your fans, wherever you go, wherever you are, please, by all means, get them, get them to listen, get them to listen to the uh, podcast. And again, hopefully, at some point in time, we'll reach, we'll reach another plateau with 300 episodes. We haven't gotten there yet. We still got a little bit of ways to go. Um, but hopefully we'll get there here soon. Um, it might be several more episodes, but hopefully we'll get there very, very soon and very quickly. Um, again, like I said, I've got this week off. I should, I should get a chance to at least do an episode per day. Um, I do have a show outline for my next episode. If I, I might do this one now, take a little bit of a break, come back and do an episode maybe later on this evening. Now I know it's about. It's almost, uh, I believe, 7 o'clock here on the, on the East Coast. And um, and again, like I said, I'm on vacation, right? So I get a chance to certainly do another episode. Um, after that, I will uh, certainly I'll start outlining more and more episodes and get more and more information out there to you and give you my, my, my input, my intakes on what I think is going to happen, happen this year. Um, once again, um, fantasy. Um, if you got any fantasy football questions for me, Fire away. I'm going to listen. 
who do you think is going to be the fantasy football MVP this year? Or, you know, something like, what rookie do you think is going to be the guy that you need to draft without a doubt? Please tell me. I'll give you my opinion. I'll give you my take on it. Uh, I'll, throw that, I'll throw that out there as, as well. But again, again, I want to say once again, thank you for those uh, small-time businesses um, that have reached out to me. I want to thank the, band, the uh, musicians, you know, the uh, bands, and anybody else that listens to me. I greatly appreciate it, and please, please continue with those, uh, continue those followers' requests, and I will follow you back. Um, again, respect. Um, I have, t- I have I have talked your ear off. I bored you enough. Let's talk. We're, let's jump into what we're here talking about. Football, right? That's what we're here talking about. And we'll, we'll jump into the very first subject. Um, we've talked about the last several episodes here about running backs and where running backs have been devalued, so to speak, nowadays. That any, any NFL team can find a running back on it, like the near street corner. Put them in the line, and they could be a thousand yard, a thousand yard rusher. Now, it appears that there could be some bad news in New York. Uh, Saquon Barkley may very well. The word on the street is he may very well hold out all year if he doesn't get the contract that he wants. Now, Barkley has come out and said that he is not looking to break the bank. He's not looking to get a Christian McCaffrey like number. I think Christian McCaffrey is the highest paid running back I still believe in the league Derek Henry might be number two or number three but I think Derek is up there as well now certainly Derek Henry is probably the one guy that's probably earned his money because he's he's gotten dinged up banged up a little bit but he's mostly out there and even though at 29 years old he came off a 1500 yard 13 touchdown year so again McCaffrey McCaffrey for the first time in two years was actually healthy and of course the Panthers traded into the 49ers you know, got some draft picks, certainly to help their team, you know, help their team more towards the future. And of course, they've got Bryce Young is the gentleman that hopes to lead them to lead that franchise for the next 10, 11, 12 years. But it becomes a huge, a huge concern because Barkley is the engine that makes the Giants' offense go. Let's let's be honest with you, it's not Daniel Jones, right? If you really believe Daniel Jones is the one that makes an engine go, then you're sadly mistaken. Let's be honest with you. The offense has always run through a healthy Barkley. It has. Now, I get it. Dana Jones had a career year last year, but a lot has to do with the, the great coaching job by Brian Drake that got Daniel Jones to that point. And so much so, Dan Jones got a nice little contract. Now, Barkley wants to say, he wants to come out and say, well, if Dan gets paid, I didn't get paid. And Barkley, the back of his mind, knows that he is the engine that gets the offense going, right? I mean, he knows that deep down inside. His agent probably knows that. The Giants, Brass knows that. It's not Daniel Jones. It's Barkley. And to be honest with you, let me be honest with you. Who's going to fear the offense, the, that offense, if Barkley's not in that backfield? Nobody's going to fear the offense. I don't think deep down inside, I don't think defenses fear Daniel Jones. Now, they might fear his legs because he can get out and scramble and <laughs> pick up a nice little chunk of yardage. They might fear that a little bit. But they don't fear Daniel Jones, the passer. And to me, yes, he did. He had a career year last year, but again, there's still people in this league that have, have their doubts about Daniel Jones. And I'm sure there's NFL experts that are probably scratching his head, banging their hair on the wall, wondering why Daniel Jones got paid the money he got paid. But a lot of y'all felt that, that they could let Daniel Jones go and tell Rod Taylor could have done just a decent of a job probably this year than Daniel Jones could have done, right? 
I mean, Terrell Taylor knows the system. He's been with Brian Drable in Buffalo, so he knows he knows how to run the system. A lot of people figured that maybe they could have um, let Daniel go, let Taylor be the quarterback, maybe pay Barkley the money, even though that could be a gamble because of Barkley's history of injuries. I might get that. But again, people are, people are probably looking at it. Maybe Taylor could have done a good, probably just as good as Dr. Daniel Jones could have done. And again, maybe pay Barkley the money. But again, the biggest thing with it is, is Barkley, again, is the little engine that, that makes that offense go. Now, the offense line has improved the last couple of years, and it's starting to get quality draft picks. It's picking up, you know, and the offense line is getting better, which is something the Giants hadn't had for several years now. But the offensive line has gotten better. Um, let's be honest with you. They went out and got Darren Waller, one of the, more, one of the better tight ends in this league. Now, he had injuries last year, but again, he's still a dangerous weapon on that field. Now, again, the receiving core, nobody's really stepped up and volunteered to be the number one guy. And again, it's going to be, I don't know who's going to, who's going to step up and be, and be that guy. They've got a lot of, a lot of receivers. Uh, some of them are not going to make a team, to be honest with you. So it's interesting to see what, they, what this team can do, you know, do what receiver will step up and how the receiving core is going to, is going to, is going to shape. But again, let's be honest with you. They did a good enough job last year without a number one receiver. But then again, again, Daniel Jones is not a passion with Holmes and can make him make it look that much better. But let's be honest with you. Barkley can do a little bit of everything. He can run. He's an excellent pass catcher in the backfield. And again, Barkley could have the Giants on the barrel. Because let's be honest with you, I think they signed with Enos Benjamin, I believe, in the offseason, right away from the uh, Cardinals, if I'm not mistaken. Um, as of right now, I'm going to guess, I'm going to assume, and I might be wrong on this, that guy Enos Benjamin may wind up being the number one running back. Now, Enos had a couple of moments for the Cardinals last year, but again, nobody's going to fear being a Benjamin as they fear Barkley. Now, Benjamin, I believe, can't catch the pass out of the backfield. He has that in common with Barkley, but let's be honest with you, they need Barkley. Now, again, Barkley's not in the only situation that has not signed the franchise contract. Josh Jacobs is one guy that's out there that has not signed his franchise contract, even though there had been rumors on the street, rumors going around that maybe the Raiders and Jacobs could come to some kind of agreement. That was at some point last week I had read. Now, I have heard no more about it since that one article I read last week. Um, again, Tony Pollard's another guy. Tony Pollard had a career here last year. Zeke is gone. But again, I'm sure Jerry Jones is kind of scared because the last, you know, the last contract gave a steep contract to a running back to Zeke didn't pan out quite as well. So I'm sure that he is probably um, scared to death to give a guy like Tony Pollard or any running back whatsoever, you know, a contract. But again, I'm interested to see, I mean, Barclay has not come out in public and say, well, this is what I want. And I'm sure the Giants and Barclay have had this, some kind of conversation to the point here. Hey, this is what I feel is fair. I don't want McCaffrey, I don't want Christian McCaffrey like money. I want something that's going to be fair. Now, I think, what is the contract? 10 point something million. Now, I believe that is the, the contract he was assigned. A one year deal right now. But that's what it would be. Now, I'm sure, I'm sure he wants a contract. Maybe, maybe close to maybe Derrick Henry, or maybe just a little bit less than what Derrick Henry is making. I'm thinking that might be kind of what he's looking at in, in that range. And 
I can see why, and I can see why Barkley wants to, that money. Now again, you go back to EJ, he had a good rookie year, but then two years later, then of course, second and third year in the league, injuries crept in, but last year he was healthy, and again, he proved to be, he was that guy that he was in his rookie year. Now again, you know how the world of football is, injuries crop up every single moment. But again, like in a running back situation, I mean, I know they've they've had Ennis. I know uh, Ennis Benjamin is there. Is there? I believe. I want to say that Matt Breed. I want to say Matt Breed might still be on the roster. I might not. I might be wrong on that. I believe he's still there. I know they drafted a running back from the University of Oklahoma. Um, yeah. So I mean, they've got some guys. But none of those guys are Barkley. Let's be bluntly honest. They're not Barkley. And to be honest with you, if Barkley was to let's say set for a full year. And let's be honest with you, how did that work out for the last running back that set, set out all year, Le'Veon Bell? That pretty much tore his career up by sitting out an entire year. Now, I'm not saying that could, that not, that could not happen to Barkley. I'm not saying it's going to happen to Barkley, but if, but again, I think in the back of his mind, Barkley's got to say, well, Le'Veon Bell did that, and look what happened to him. So I think that's kind of, that, that might be something Barkley has to keep in the back of his mind, that last running back did that. It didn't pan out too well. Um, another guy was Melvin Gordon. Now, granted, Melvin Gordon didn't set up a full year. He set up a few games. He came in. He came in. I think he came in at some point during the season. And to be honest with you, Melvin was, wasn't the same. wasn't quite that same guy. Now, again, I mean, that's, that's, that's something that Barkley has taken into consideration. Now, I understand that Barkley wants to get paid. Who doesn't want to get paid in this leg, right? But again, like I said, there is nothing's come out in public to say this is what Barkley wants. So I don't know. Like I said, I'm sure that's between the Giants and Barkley and his agent and whatever else. Yeah, that's between them and what they think Barkley is worth. But if you're the Giants, I get the Giants' point of view is, and that in those two years of being injured, injured yeah, of injuries have hurt Barkley's chances of making a, a big contract. Now, when he's not healthy, when he's when he's when he's healthy, I should say. He certainly can put up the numbers. There's, there's no denying. There's no denying that. But I'm interested to see if Barkley, if Barkley is, if Barkley will come to some kind of come, come to some kind of agreement with the Giants. And if not, could Barkley set the full year? And if he does, that's going to hurt not only Barkley in the long in the long run, but it's going to hurt the Giants' chances of maybe getting back in the playoffs. Now, I certainly don't think the Giants are, are going are going to hold the Lombardi Trophy. I doubt that very seriously. I mean, to me, I think the Eagles and the Cowboys are, are better than they are, and you can make it. Uh, the 49ers are probably better. Seattle might be better than, than, the, than the Giants this year. But to be honest with you, I mean, I'm not saying there's there's an outside chance that the Giants could maybe make another wild card run. It's possible they could do that if Daniel Jones puts up the numbers, similar numbers they put up with last year, or maybe slightly better. If you can get Barkley back into you know, back into you know back into uh, camp and let you know and uh, get him back on track, get him on track, then, yeah, then you're fine. If you can find a number one receiver, you got a host of twos and threes, but you got to find number one. Waller will certainly be a tremendous addition to that team, and the offensive line continues to improve. Now, the defense, the defense has had some, some bumps, in, bumps in the road, and it'll continue to have bumps in the road. But let's be honest with you. The Giants, to me, if Barkley comes, comes back in, they still have a, I would say their chances are probably just about as good as it was last year. Maybe getting a wild card spot at least. I don't think they're going to win the division. No, I don't think that. I think Philadelphia Dallas is still a 
better football team. And to be honest with the Giants, the Philadelphia Eagles have been the Giants' Achilles hit last, last year, and I don't think that's going to change. Now, I think Giants could probably split with the Cowboys. That's a very good possibility. I don't deny that, but I still think Philadelphia would have the Giants' number. Surely, I think the Giants can beat up on Washington. I believe that is still within the grasp. But again, I look for the Giants. If, if you know, if all can go according to plan, Barkley comes in, I still think they could be the same type of team they were last year. But again, I know, I know some people say, well, that's, that's not, that's not saying nothing. But again, you got to realize, for you, if you're a New York Giant fan, let's, let's be bluntly honest with you. I mean, until Brian Draper got there, the organization was immense. It was horrible. Nobody wanted to play, play, play for the Giants. Brian Draper comes in, you know, he flips, he flips the switch, and everybody wants to play for him. He's got it. Yeah, everybody likes Brian Drabel. He's a player's coach, and so forth and so on. And then Giants get into the playoffs. So, so for Giants fans, being get to the playoffs should be a, a huge bonus, a huge bonus for you. But to me, yes, the Giants are in trouble because of Barkley. Because if Barkley cannot sign or does not sign, and he sits out, then I just say the Giants fans are wind up are, are going to wind up being. Probably at home, be at home, and not in the playoffs because Barkley is that is is the key clog in the Giants because it's not Daniel Jones. And I know, I know a lot of football teams out there say, well, the quarterback is is the leader of the offense. For most teams, I would say you're absolutely correct. But for this team, Barkley is the Barkley is the leader of the offense. It's not Daniel Jones. Let's be honest with you. There's very few teams that can say, well, I'm running back to the clock in my offense. I mean, maybe you could certainly make an argument with Derrick Henry. And I'm not going to dispute that argument. You can make that case. But for Barkley, he's in that same category. He is the engine, like I said. If you don't, if you cannot get Barkley in the camp and you cannot sign him, then it becomes a huge, huge issue for the Giants. The Giants need him. Now, I get it that both of them, both, both need to sit down, need to figure out some kind of contract, some kind of agreement. I know Barkley wants to make more money, and I think the Giants should come to the realization that they need him. Yeah, because he's the because he is the offense. Now, how much can you pay a guy like Barkley? I don't know. That's the question mark. I mean, how much how much are they willing to gamble that Daniel Jones could be the whole entire offense this year that Barkley set out? I something I don't think Giants can afford to want want to find out. That's something that they can't do. Unless they figure that Ian's Benjamin and a host of other Giants running backs on the roster can be just as good a combined, can put a more combined effort as much as Barkley does by himself. Yeah. Unless the Giants really feel that's the case here. Maybe the Giants do feel that's the case. But they feel they've got enough set of running backs to certainly um, to do that with. And be honest with you, any average New York Giant fan knows that that Barkley is the offense. But for yeah, but for Mar and company, they got to sit down and realize that he is the offense. They got to pay him something. I don't know how much they willing to gamble. Now again, I can see you don't want to overpay because because history of paying running backs here lately has not been that good. But you got but you got to sit down and talk to Barkley. You got you got to make Barkley understand. Your point of view, and yes, Barkley's going to be understanding his point of view. And to me, right now, Barkley might have a little more leverage than you actually believe for a running back would have. Now, 
I mean, what are you going to do? Are you going to trade Barkley off? I, are you going to trade Barkley somewhere? I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of teams in the league would love to have, love to have Barkley on their team. But again, they would come into the same situation as to, we've got to pay him. But again, again, when you pay guys like Christian McCaffrey, he gets hurt for a couple of years. You pay Zeke Elliott this money, he gets yeah, and he's he fades down the stretch. That's why people go out nowadays and go out and get any yeah, could pull somebody off of a near street corner, put him in as a running back, and then if they produce, then they've already proven their point. Now, I know there was a was I think it was a Melvin Gordon that came out with the with the uh, on somebody's podcast a few weeks ago, and he says you know that Sean McFay. Sean McFay had a hard time paying Todd Gurley all that money. The Rams did, and look what happened with Gurley. Now again, again this goes to the Mike Shanahan system. Mike Shanahan had that had that uh, zone read defense, excuse me, zone read offense to the point where he could plug anybody in the world in there, and they'd be a thousand yard rusher, and he could pull somebody out of thin air, put him in there, and be that. So now I mean, those are two pop. Those are things like, yeah. And I hate to say it, I have a lot of respect for Todd Gurley as a player. He was a beast. He was a beast at one point in time in this league. But Todd Gurley kind of set the tone is when you pay somebody that much amount of money, and they yeah, all of a sudden they don't produce. And that's again, Melvin Gordon kind of hit the, kind of hit that nail on that on the head on that one. Now Melvin Gordon, he's a guy that's he's a guy that's out there as a free agent. You take a look at guys are out there now. You look at let's say Zeke is out there. Leonard Fournette, Leonard Fournette a couple years ago, let's be honest with you, was a beast for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He was a big reason that they won the Super Bowl a couple years ago. Last year, he came to camp a little overweight, and some people feel that might have been the, that was probably um, the reason why he didn't produce last year to the point. So, but I mean, but again, Fournette is still a pretty good running back in this league. And Kareem Hunt, everybody knows Kareem's target his career off hot with the Chiefs. Then again, he ran, he ran into trouble. He got cut. Cleveland Browns picked him up. He, he's in an outstanding job being the number two behind, you know, behind Nick Chubb. But now Kareem Hunt wants to be a number one running back in this league. And Kareem has the capability of being a number one running back in this league. He has the capability. But what team is going to take a chance on these running backs? I, there, was, there was a rumor that maybe Z could go back to Dallas. That's a possibility. I don't know Fournette. Fournette could have a Fournette shouldn't you figure Fournette would have a job with somebody by now, so would Kareem Hunt. But again, as camps get as camps start warming up and again coming there and you get injured you know how camp is, you're gonna have injuries and then somebody's gonna look out there and say, Well, I could use another Fournette. Maybe I'll take a chance on Zeke. Uh let me go reach out with Kareem, you know, Kareem Hunt. Heck, I'll take a chance on Melvin Gordon. And that's gonna be a possibility. You're gonna have those that out there. But for Barkley, let's be honest with you. Barkley is, I've always said before, and I'll say it again, Barkley is the little is the uh, engine that's going to make the Giants' offense go. And again, the Giants have a realization that I know you don't want to pay the guy that you're scared to death because you figured that if you pay him, he's going to get hurt. But again, that's that's how the NFL lives. It doesn't matter if you're quarterback, running back, receiver, <laughs> offensive lineman, any player on this team. Injuries happen in this league, right? That's that's just the beast of it, right? And again, players know that, yeah, that they know that. And we all know that running backs, life is, yeah, life is fixed in this league at one time is what, three and a half, four years maybe? 
and let's be out there light because once you start getting to pretty close to that, you're 30 years old, yeah, once you get 30, your career is pretty much done as a running back in his leg or so, or so that seems to be the case. There have been very few running backs that have beaten, beaten Father Time. There's not many. I, I know um, Frank Gore had a couple of good years when he was after 30. He might be, he might be a slight exception to the rule, but let's be honest with you. Um, once you get to that point, yeah, and Barkley knows deep down inside, he knows that that life expectancy of a running back is not very much lit. You want to get paid. You want to get paid because you want to set yourself up for the future and your family for the future. Yeah, and that's and, and, and that's with any player at any position whatsoever. You want to you want to set comfortably because you know because we've all heard the horror stories about whether it's a baseball, football, basketball player. We've all heard the horror stories about athletes have a way of blowing money. Not everybody. Some people, some athletes do make the right decision, invest the right way. But again, there are athletes out there that, that blow money, and next thing you know, they're next thing you know, they're on the um, six o'clock news three, four years later. Somebody's got a college camera room, living living homeless. Again, I hate to say it, but that has happened. And again, with the issue of concussion, the concussionary issues for the last several years, again, that's something else that athletes like Barclay take into consideration as well. Everything, everything is a thought process. And I'm sure Barclay's thinking about all of this. Maybe it's not, his agent's probably telling him this. But again, Barclay is what makes the offense, that Giants offense goes. We all know it's not Daniel Jones. It's certainly not none of the receivers. Now I respect Derek Waller, but Derek Waller's not the one that makes the offense go. It's all about Barclay. The offense runs through Barclay. If Barclay gets going, it makes Daniel Jones' job a lot easier. And even Daniel Jones, deep down inside, will tell you that. But again, are the Giants willing to pay? They've already paid Daniel Jones his money. Are they willing to pay Barkley that money? And that's a question that I—that's a question that only the Giants and Giants have an answer for. But for the Giants, you better make a decision here. Make a decision pretty quick because because if Barkley sits there for a full year, whatever chance you have, let's say at least to make the playoffs, it goes completely up in smoke and New York fans the New York faithful know that and I think deep down inside the Giants locker room knows that now last week uh, Dallas Garland the tight Dallas Garland the tight end for the Philadelphia Eagles had uh, come out and made a statement about his quarterback Jalen Hurts and he came out and said that he feels Jalen Hurts is one of the top five quarterbacks in this league and certainly the argument was made that he should be considered in the top five because he was second in the MVP voting last year. Only Patrick Mahomes beat him out, and that's the guy that actually ended up beating him in the Super Bowl. So Dallas Goddard comes out and says that he believes Jalen Hurts should be considered one of the top five quarterbacks in, in, this, in this league. Now, certainly this is a, another one of those where your teammate, you know, where your teammate goes to bat for you, right? I mean, Travis Kelsey's going to bat for Patrick Mahomes. Jamar Chase is going to bat for Joe Burrow. I'm sure this receiver is going to bat for I'm sure that maybe Justin Jefferson might think Kirk Cousins is the best quarterback in the league because he catches all those passes from him. And Tyreek Hill has come out and says that Tua throws one of the better footballs in the league and he's going to bat for his quarterback. So, yeah, I get, I get, you know, I get Dallas Goddard's point of view that, you know, his 
quarterback had a career year last year, made strides from his rookie year, and got his team to playoff like got his team to the Super Bowl the following year. And yes, there is no doubt Jalen Hurts made a lot of strides last year. And again, like you said, any quarter any quarterback, any quarterback in this uh, I guess any teammate or any receiver or tight end that's, yeah, that's catch passes from his quarterback is going to feel that his quarterback is the best one in the league. Now, again, in the same article, you can ask you can ask 10, 10 let's say 10 experts out here who the, to the top five quarterbacks in this league, and you'll probably get 10 different answers, right? I mean, the, okay, the only one that you might get right is probably Patrick Mahomes. It's probably number one on everybody's list, okay? That might be about the only thing you might get right. Two through five, it might be a different story. You can come out and say, well, I think um, Josh Allen might be one of the better quarterbacks in this league. And Josh may be on somebody's top five list. You might say, well, the last couple of years, Joe Burrow deserves some respect. And again, Joe's got his team to a, to a Super Bowl, the AFC Championship game, so maybe you can make an argument there. Um, maybe you think Justin Herbert's one of the, the top five quarterbacks in this league. Justin Herbert. In the first three years in this league has passed for more, has more passing yards than anybody in the in the NFL in the history of this game. You want to make that you want to make that case. Go ahead and make that case if you will. Again, maybe you know maybe maybe somebody will say after last year somebody say two of a top five quarterback. It is hard to sit back and really say who the top is, who the top five quarterbacks in this league in this league really are. I mean, other than Mahomes, it becomes a tricky list. It becomes a very tricky, uh, tricky list. That's why I feel with some of the top quarterbacks in this in this league. Now, somebody may say Lamar Jackson might be a uh, a top maybe a top quarterback in this league. Um, we'll find out. We'll find in the season. He's got more offense. He's got more receivers. We'll see if that's the case. Um, again, we can go on and on and on the list. It, it, for me, it'd be hard for me to make my top five list. It really would. Now, I get Dallas Goddard's point of view because his quarterback had a career year last year. He feels that he is one of the better quarterbacks in this league. I'm interested. I'm interested to see what my. Um, but let's be honest with you. I mean, what? Yeah, I mean, I'm interested to see what you guys feel who are the top five quarterbacks in this league. It, it, it would be hard for me to come with the, with, with the top five. I mean. It, it really would. Then again, maybe not. But again, I think it would. I mean, some people may put a guy like Aaron Rodgers still in their top five. Even Aaron had a down year last year. But again, there's a lot of people. There's a lot of people out there. Um, if I try to go, if I try to go in that direction, if I really try that hard, I mean, could I put Jalen Hurts in my top five, like Dallas Goddard would? Now, I, I'm gonna say, being Dallas Goddard, he probably, he probably has Hurts number one. And Patrick Mahomes is number two on his list because Hurts is his teammate, and he feels he's number he's number one. Now, I would have to put I would certainly put Hurts probably in the top ten based off what he did last year. I would say absolutely so. But I think deep down inside, it's kind of hard for me to. It's kind of hard for me to really say who my top my top five would be. Um, would I put Burrow in there? Even though I'm a Bengal fan. There's a possibility that I could for what he's done the last couple of years. Um, again, Josh Allen, the last few years, Josh has played extremely good football. Josh does, does make his share of mistakes, but again, he's done an outstanding job in Buffalo Bills the last couple of years, and he's definitely turned the corner. 
as one of the better quarterbacks in this league. Could I put him on the list? I mean, it's a possibility, yes. Justin Herbert's a possibility, too, because of his, because of what he's done in the first few years here in this league. And now, again, I, I, maybe a few years ago, you could have put Russell Wilson in that, in that category. But after last year, I'm sure Russell's numbers, Russell was not even probably deserved being a top five. But again, I get it. I get it if you're Dallas Goddard, you're any other, any other you know, quarterback in the league. I mean, Cooper Cup might think Matthew Strath might be top five quarterbacks in the league from the year he had two years ago. I mean, it, it's kind of a common knowledge. You want to give your quarterback, your, your teammate, respect. And Jalen Hurts does deserve a lot of respect for the improvement. Now, the thing is, Jalen Hurts has got to follow up with another performance like he did last year. Let's be honest with you. He's going to have to. He's got to follow. He's going to have to follow up. Now, whether Hurts can follow up or not, we'll find out in 2023 if he does that. Now, if he can do that and take it over the top a little bit more, then maybe Jalen will be an MVP. And then Jalen can make the argument that, hey, I'm definitely in the top five no matter what you or anybody else in this league might think. But I get it, Dallas Cowboy. He wants to go to bat for his teammate. What teammate wouldn't want to go to bat for his teammate if you think that highly of his credentials? And Jay, and, you know, Dallas Collard. Dallas Collard caught some pretty uh, good passes from Jalen Hurts last year. Again, Philadelphia has a pretty good off the offense. Granted, you have a new running game to speak about. You've got Charlotte Penny and, and Jeremy Andre Swift there. But again, you still got the uh, Andrew Browns, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard is still there. I mean, so you still got you got that those weapons. The offensive line still not that bad off. Some have left, but it's still not a bad offensive line. Probably considered my still probably still the top fives in this league. And I think that's that's the situation, I think, where, you know, again, Philadelphia will still have a pretty good offense this year. You know, they just see if Penny and Stewart, if Swift can stay healthy for the season. That's going to be the biggest, I think, and if or but about it, I think it's going to be a big thing. But for Jalen Hurts, top five quarterback in this league, I mean, some people may have Jalen in the top five. Some probably don't. I mean, I'm sure Jalen may be in the top ten. But I, don't know if he's, I don't know if some people have him in the top five. But like I said before, you can ask anybody any different question, and you, you will get so many different types of answers as to who is the top five quarterback in the league. Although Patrick Mahomes probably number one on everybody's list, two through five is certainly uh, certainly up in the air. But I guess it kind of, it kind of gets me to thinking. It's like of all the quarterbacks in the league, it's like yeah, I mean, certainly Hurts is probably the best in his own division. In his own division, now no Dallas Cowboy fans might not want to want me to say that, but I think Hurts is better than Dak Prescott now. Um, right now, he's probably, he's probably better than anybody in the, NFC, in the NFC North. He's better than Jordan Love. I think he's better than Jared Goff. You know, Goff has made improvements. Um, I, he's, better, he's better than Justin Fields. And to me, I think Hurts is better than Kirk Cousins right now. Even though Kirk has, has done a pretty good job the last couple of years, but I think I would take Hurts over Kirk Cousins right now. Now, I still think he's better than Goddard, Baker Mayfield, uh, Bryce Young, let's say right now, and even Desmond Reader. I would still take him over any quarterback before the 49ers had. I think he's better than Geno Smith uh, right now. Kyle Murray's hurt, but I still think Hurts is better than Kyle Murray right now. So if you want to make an argument, he may be the best He may be the best quarterback maybe in the NFC right now. You start looking at the AFC, well, that becomes a different a different case. You still got Josh, Josh Allen. You got two, Aaron Rodgers is over. Sean Watson, can he bounce back? Yes, Lamar Jackson. Yes, Joe Burrow. Um, and then Charlie, yeah, I mean, you know, Mahomes, Justin Herbert. So again, if it comes down to a situation, who do you think are the best, 
best quarterbacks in the league right now. Mahomes is one. Yes, I put him at number one. But then again, yeah, but then again, who do you have next? That's the next question. For number two, it's for two through five, everybody's got a different opinion. I'm not going to sit here and try to rack my brain out as to who I think who is two through five. Um, and I'm not going to try to be, you know, again, I've always said I'm unbiased. I'm unbiased. Again, the one thing Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts is, as a, as a good young quarterback, he's got a lot a lot more years to go in this, in this league, certainly without a doubt. He's got a tremendous future. He signed a huge contract this offseason, and he's going to be a Philadelphia Eagle, you think, for many, many more years to come. But, yeah, I get it. Dallas Goddard is going to bat for his quarterback, and there's certainly nothing wrong with that. But, again, for any fan out there, I'm sure, or any NFL expert, we all got a, we all got a different top five list, and I'm interested to see if Jalen Hurts makes somebody's top five. He probably does, just based off of last year, what he did last year. But, again, Patrick Mahomes is certainly number one on everybody's list. And then, again, who do you go from the top five? Could I put Joe Burrow? I mean, right now, I would have to put Joe Burrow in the top five, based on what he's done the last two years. I put him Josh Allen. I had to put Josh Allen in the top five based on what he's done the last couple of years. Then it becomes tricky after that. I like Justin Herbert. I think Justin Herbert's one of the better quarterbacks in his league based off what he's done the first three years in his league. But then again, after that, who's number five? Is it Jalen Hurts? Is it Lamar Jackson? Or is it somebody else? That's that's a question mark. Again, right now, maybe I might take Hurts over, I might take Jalen Hurts over Lamar Jackson. But again, Lamar Jackson has won MVP in his league. But then again, Lamar Jackson has been to a Super Bowl. Jalen Hurts has done that. So right now, maybe I put Jay, maybe I put Jalen Hurts in at number five on my list. Again, can Jalen improve from last year? I think there's a possibility Jalen Hurts can take his game up another notch, another level. And again, if he wins a Super Bowl, then the sky's the limit for the young, for the young man moving moving forward as his career moving forward. But for Goddard. Hey, I get it. I understand it. He's your quarterback. You want to go to bat for him. You want to make the world. You you want to sit back, sit up, and tell the world that hey, we've got, we've got a very good quarterback, and certainly he has a pretty good quarterback in Jalen Hurts in this in this league. Now speaking of quarterbacks, and we just got to talk with this this gentleman probably about what thirty seconds ago, and that is uh, Joe Burrow. Now. Again, a reporter asked him last week about what he thought about the, the bickering going back and forth between the um, the Chiefs, <laughs> the Chiefs and the um, the Bengals this all season. Of course, this all started. I think this all started. Jamar Chase did his podcast, and he said that Joe Burrow was the best quarterback in the league. Travis Kelsey chimed in and said, "This guy has lost his marbles." Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in his league, and this is this kind of gone back and forth, and now. Other people chimed in saying their quarterback's the best quarterback in the league. We just got to talk about this with Dallas Goddard and Jalen Hurts. So this is kind of how this all this all started out. Now, now somebody asked Joe Burrow that question, and and it was Joe Burrow at one point in time said yes, that Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback, is the best quarterback in the league. Joe Burrow's even come out and admitted himself and said that. But somebody, I guess, from all this bickering has gone on the offseason between the two teams. There seems to be some kind of heated rivalry. Somebody has that the uh, writers and the experts that are actually now said it's a heated rivalry between the two, the two teams. Now, the two teams have represented the conference, the AFC Championship game, AFC Championship game. And again, 
they're kind of like they're tied. They're one and one. And I guess what if they get what if they get back to the AFC Championship against you? I guess it'll be the the round bobbin. This will be the final one or something. I mean, I don't I don't know. Um, but again, somebody asked Joe Burrow after all the bickering, and Joe says, "Well, Joe's simple thought is we'll see him once his weeks. He's a we'll see him week seventeen. And again, I applaud you know I applaud Burrow for not getting to this heated war, this heated argument. Burrow says, you know, it is what it is. We'll see him week seventeen, and we'll see we'll see who comes out on top. And that's probably the best way to take it. Now, again." Again, we can again if you're a Bengal fan, I'm sure you go throw up in the Chiefs' face that yes, the Bengals have won three are that Burroughs three and one against Patrick Mahomes. You can say that. Then again, Patrick Mahomes won one game. It was an AFC championship game, but Mahomes made that made that count by winning the Super Bowl, whereas Burrow didn't do that. And yes, to me Mahomes is still the best quarterback in this in this league. And you people gotta wonder, Mahomes is only twenty seven years old. It's not like Patrick Mahomes is 37, 38, 39 years old, you know, it's on the tail end of his career. No, Patrick Mahomes is not. Patrick Mahomes has done an outstanding job. Andy Reid has done a great job with Patrick Mahomes. I mean, they're constantly in the playoffs. I mean, they've been to a few Super Bowls. They've won a couple Super Bowls. Mahomes has won Super Bowl MVPs. He's been an MVP in his leg. So Patrick has done way more than Joe Burrow has ever done has ever done this league. Burrow's been his league only for three years. Now, for a short period of time, Burrow has definitely done a pretty good job in this league. He's got got two AC championship championship games. He's been to a Super Bowl. So Joe, yes, yeah, so Joe has done a pretty good job since he's been in this league. Make no mistake about it. And his teammates love this guy to death. But again, Mahomes has done way more. So again, I'll have to agree with Travis Kelsey when he says Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league. Now I understand Jamar Chase thinks that Burrow is the top guy. Because, again, he's catching all those passes from Joe Burrow. Would not be. I would say that, too. But the one thing is, Jamar Chase has a T. Higgins. And who does the uh, who the Chiefs have as an one receiver this year? We're still scratching the head on that. But, again, Mahomes didn't have an one receiver last year. He won the Super Bowl without Tyreek Hill. And, yes, granted, he still had Travis Kelsey hanging around. I get that and understand that one. But, again, the Bengals had more weapons than Mahomes did. Mahomes did with less weapons than Joe Burrow did. And Joe Burrow had all those weapons, and he couldn't beat Burrow when it counted in the AFC Championship game. So again, yes, Mahomes is still the best quarterback in the league, but I do like Burrow's assessment. Burrow says Burrow is not here to get into some kind of you know, argument with the, uh, with the writer. He's not here with the interviewer. He says, we'll see in week 17. We'll see who is the best team by then. And that becomes an interesting question in his own right. Will Kansas City be the? Will Kansas City be the? Uh, will Kansas City have locked up the AFC West by the? Will the Bengals be a contender in the AFC North? Will they lock up a playoff spot? That becomes very interesting to see how this play plays out. Could you see a Chiefs Bengals part three in the AFC Championship game? I'm not saying it's not out the realm of possibility, but I would take the Chiefs chances better than I would take the Bengals chances. Now I know. Like I said before, I tore the Bengals. I tore the Bengals and do one many times over this podcast, and I will admit it. But again, I like what Burrow said. I mean, hey, what's this? Let's talk about this now. Let's wait till week seventeen. Let's see where both teams are at, and if both teams are in a pretty good spot, then yes, then yes, we can come back. We can we can circle this wagon again 
We'll see. We'll see who you think is the best is the best quarterback, the best quarterback in that in this league by then. Now again, I'm going to assume it'll be interesting to see can Patrick Mahomes do it again this year without number one receiver. Can yeah, can he do it again? Can can Burrow continue to keep climbing the ladder? And can he finally get the Bengals into the Super Bowl again? And can they finally win the Lombardi Trophy? That's going to be the big thing for Joe Burrow. Now to me. Burrow could be the best quarterback in the league if if he gets a Lombardi Trophy to Cincinnati. And if you ever do if and if he can do that, Burrow will be the best quarterback in the league for the next probably a few years for doing something that no other quarterback that no other quarterback in the history of the Cincinnati Bengals have ever done. And that's going to be the Super Bowl. Now granted, granted Kenny Kenny Anderson, if y'all don't remember Kenny Anderson, um, he was the first one that got into a Super Bowl. Cashin had been on a lot of horrible teams for a lot of, for so many years in Cincinnati, but he finally he was finally able to got a decent crew in there, and again they won the Super Bowl. They didn't win the Super Bowl to get back. Now Boomer Sides was the only guy that got a team into the Super Bowl, but again they flopped. Again, the thing with Burrow is this: if Burrow can do what nobody else has ever done, or bring Cincinnati a Lombardi Trophy. Now we're not talking about the Cincinnati Reds. Cincinnati Reds have brought a few World Series trophies to the city of Cincinnati. But if the Bengals can bring the Lombardi Trophy, the city of Cincinnati will never ever be the same again if Burrow can accomplish that. But we've said this before, the window of opportunity for the Bengals is closing slowly but surely. Because we all know at some point in time Burrow can be paid. Can you can you pay Jamar Chase? Can you pay T. Higgins his money? Because a lot of people can be paid a lot of money. Again, there's going to have to be restrictions. Somebody's going to have to get cut. Somebody's going to leave. Now, I guess Tyler Boyd is one guy that will not be back next year. He'll be gone. But again, for right now, I do like the response. Let's be honest with you. He is still one of the better. He is. Mahomes is still the best quarterback in this, in this league. And again, I like Burroughs' response. Hey, let's not worry about this. We've got, <laughs> we've got, we've got all year to get to week 17. And we get to week 17, and let's say for the sake of argument, the Bengals can want somehow again beat the beat the Chiefs again. But it'll be interesting. What pass will these teams be on? Will the Chiefs win the AFC West again? Will they be on their way to another to another playoff game in the whole Super Bowl? Will the Bengals somehow, some way, shape, or form, you know, win the AFC North and then eventually? Get to yeah, get to that um, yeah, get to the uh, Super Bowl. Can they win the Lombardi Trophy? That's gonna be the biggest thing for the Bengals. The Chiefs have already been there, done that. Now they've got to be the team that has to do that, because again, you're getting to the point right now where money. It's gonna be about money. Somebody's gonna be paid. Somebody's gotta leave. And for Burrow, I think Joe Burrow knows deep down inside the pressure's on him. He's got to step his game up, and he's got to deliver a. Lombardi Trophy. Mahomes. Mahomes can shrug his shoulders. He's won some MVPs. He's won some Super Bowls. I mean, Patrick can sit back, you know, and, and put his feet up, put his feet, put his little, put his feet up, get back and relax because he's done this already. Burrow hasn't done that, and that's where it comes. That's where the problem comes in. But for Burrow, yeah, I got a problem with his statement. He says, "Wait, he's in, he's in 17. He said, "Well, he said we'll see in week 17." But see, Burrow knows we're playing the long game here. And again, it all depends on which, what direction these teams are going in by then. You figure the Chiefs, 
Well, you figure the Chiefs will be... The Chiefs, you figure. The Bengals, that's going to be the question. Can the Bengals still be the Bengals they were or have been the last couple of years? That's going to be something that has to be determined, determined here. We'll find out if the Bengals, we'll find out if both teams are on that same, on that same trajectory in Week 17. And I think that's what Burrow is, is getting at. But he didn't say in so many words, but let's be honest with you. I believe deep down inside, that's kind of what he wanted to say to the reporter. Hey, we'll have to find out where both teams are, are by Week 17. And again, we'll find out. But for Joe, he did the right thing. He didn't, he didn't get into the war of words. He didn't tell Andrew and Patrick Mahomes. Um, matter of fact, I received a better his receivers. He didn't get into all that. And I'm glad Joe didn't do that. Some people would have probably have done that, but Joe took the high road. He says, you know, hey, if, hey, it's a new season. We'll see where we're on week 17. And if we get to week 17, we'll see where both teams are at. And if, if both teams are on that projector deep into the playoffs and maybe see each other game, game in the playoffs, maybe the AFC Championship game, he said, then we'll find out. He said, then we'll really find out who the best team in football is. And for the Bengals, this is it. Now or never, do or die. Let's see if you can beat the Chiefs yet again. And let's see if you get the AFC Championship game and win that. And let's see if you can actually host Lombardi Trophy once and for all. Now for the very last thing is, we talk about offense, offense, offense. Let's get the defense above, and let's talk about a recent, a recent, a recent signing here. Well, actually, somebody got a bigger contract. Quentin, Quentin Williams of the New York Giants, New York Jets. Excuse me, I apologize. I don't, I don't want the uh, Jets fans to come kick my butt off of that one. Now, Williams got a new, con- got a new contract. Uh, it was four years. Was it 90, 96 million? I can't remember the, the amount that was guaranteed. But for right now, he is the second highest paid, I think, defensive player in this league, or defensive tackle, I believe, in the league, or something. Might have been defensive player. I think only Aaron Donald's paid more than this gentleman. And this gentleman, since he's been, he's been in the league, has been a pretty consistent defensive player in this league. And again, the Jets, the Jets, the Jets are trying to be, become a better football team. And the Jets know that they're in a situation right now where this is the the way out. We got we got our quarterback, Darren Rodgers. Trying to make that run to the playoffs, and we're trying to do something that only Joe Namath's done in the history of this, of this franchise, and that's win the Super Bowl. Now, whether I want to put Aaron Rodgers now to me, Aaron Rodgers it was probably a better quarterback than Joe Namath. Then again, Aaron's won a Super Bowl, so has Joe Namath. So I guess they have that in common, and one and one in that category. But Aaron Rodgers was a much better quarterback than Joe Namath. Now, for New Yorkers, yeah. Let's be honest with you. Please, please don't argue that point with me. Aaron was a way better quarterback than Joe Namath. Now, if you really look back, you go back, you look at Joe Namath's history and his credentials, what he's done. Aaron Rodgers, yeah, blows Joe Namath out the, out the water. But again, yeah, Joe Namath was a very brash guy when he said, hey, we're going to win the Super Bowl. And they, did, they actually did that. But for Williams, Williams got paid. And again, the defense, it wasn't it wasn't all good the defense was wasn't that good for the Jets. The Jets had, the defense has fallen a hard time. But now all of a sudden, all of a sudden the defense has come around. Last year it started to come back around. Williams again, Williams got paid his money. Sauce Gardner is at what the Sauce Gardner could be could be within the next year or two become one of the top defensive um, defensive backs. 
you know, in this in this league, he has capability of doing so. The defense has got the defense has gotten better, and now they just go ahead and got an Aaron Rodgers that you feel now the pressure is on the New York Jets. You you pay you pay your players your money. You're playing Williams is playing you making him the second highest defensive tackle in all in all of football, and you expect him to put up Aaron Donald like numbers, right? And I think that's what that's what this it's gonna be all about Williams to be Aaron Donald 2.0, basically. And that's what he's gonna have to do. He's got to be the leader on this defense. If you've got that contract, you're gonna to have to step your game up that much more. You're gonna to have to be Aaron Donald. You're gonna to have to be that leader that guides his defense. Again, the defense wasn't a problem last year. The offense was the biggest issue. You figure you got that straight down with Aaron Rodgers. But you have to wonder how long is Aaron Rodgers going to hang around. And for the Jets franchise, it becomes the pressures on them. Buffalo's still in the division. Miami's gotten better. And still, I still wouldn't discount New England. But to me, I think the Jets are better than New England right now. But again, the Jets have a possibility of making a wild card spot. It's a possibility. I wouldn't discount that possibility. The Jets could be a wild card team. I still don't think the Jets are better than Miami. I don't really think they're that, that, that much better than Buffalo yet. And again, i got to be honest with you. What Aaron Rodgers are, are you going to get this year? Are you going to get the Aaron Rodgers that went back-to-back MVPs? If you get that Aaron Rodgers, then the Jets could be a very dangerous team. But again, we'll find out week one because they got to play what? The Buffalo Bills week one. It gets interesting. But for Williams, my congratulations on getting on getting the contract. It's very well deserved. But let's but let's be but let's be honest. Let's be honest. The pressure goes on you. Anybody who gets a big contract, I don't care what position you play, more pressure's gonna put on you, more expectations, more responsibility. People are gonna expect a lot more of you, right? Yeah. A lot more. And Williams is a guy, like I said, he's gonna have to lead the defense. He's gonna have to show everybody that he is just as good just as good as any defensive player in this league. And there are a lot of good defensive players in this league. And but again, you got you got you compare it again, he got this money. But guys like Nick Bosa for the 49ers are gonna get paid here very soon. And again, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to do what, what the Nick Bosa's, the Miles Garrett's, the Aaron Donalds, you're gonna be paid that much amount of money. But a lot's gonna be expected of you. You're gonna have to do this. Because you can't go out there and stuck you know, stink up the joint. And of course you're in the city of New York. And New York, yeah, New York is, as we all know, anybody in New York can tell you it's a rough town. I don't care if you're playing for the Mets, the Yankees, the Jets, the Giants, the Knicks, <laughs> the Rangers. <laughs> it doesn't really yeah. It doesn't really matter. You know, it's a tough town. And Williams knows that it's a tough town. He's got to deliver. Can he deliver will be the $64,000 question. Well, it is not. It's not. It's the uh, $94 million contract, to be honest with you. Can he deliver? And that's going to be the thing. A lot more to be expected of him to do so. Can he step up his game? That's that's something that's going to have to be um, going to be talked about. Can he do it? Can he deliver? For Williams, he's a good, he's a good player. But again, a lot of pressure's on the offense, more so than defense is for the Jets. Maybe for Williams... That might not be a bad thing because now it's the offense has got to prove that it is a pretty solid, solid. It's got to prove that it is a fits game. But for Williams, if you get paid that money, you got to deliver. And we'll see if the young man can deliver. He's had a good career thus far in the league, but now more pressure goes on him. Now people are going to expect 
uh, more playoff appearances, um, you know, more AFC championship games, and even a possible Lombardi trophy in his future. That is all the time for this episode, ladies and gentlemen. Please take care of yourselves, and I will see you again very soon.